Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Keep it locked to 910 The Fan throughout the show today as we go behind enemy lines, or should I say go behind the enemy lines, find out how the Eagles are going to stop OC Eric Bieniemy with Chris McPherson, Eagles reporter, at 2.30. Linnell Willingham will join the program at 1.30, but joining us right now at 12.45 every Friday for a special segment. We'll be joined by one of the dogs behind the glass of the sports junkies, and with us right now it's Drab T-Shirt. What's going on, Drab? Hey, Wad, let's go. What's up, buddy? How'd you feel about uh, about this segment so far? Are you locked in? I'm locked in. I, I, I think about it Monday through Thursday, Friday morning. I wake up early. I do my push-ups, my sit-ups. Got to get my mind right, meditate a little bit. This is a big segment. Everybody's waiting for it every week. I, the weeks I'm not on with Valdez, that's got to be your lowest ratings ever. But with Drab... <laughs> We're going for number one, baby. We love it. Thanks to Mike from Don't Sleep. This is Don't Sleep on these picks. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. AWOD will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, Don't sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on AWOD Radio. You know what, Drab? Let's actually start with Matt Valdez, your co-producer for the Sports Junkies, because I made $50 off of him last week. He came on the air and I told him to his face, I'm going to fade you. I heard you on bit season, and you wanted yep. to take the over in the Ravens against the Colts. And I said, Matt, I think, I think you're betting with your heart and not your brain. Because I couldn't believe he took the over in that ugly matchup, Ravens and Colts. It was screaming low scoring to me. How can I ever trust him again on the jumbo lump parlay? Well, first thing, look at you. We gotta, I got to check your W-2 because if you're betting 50 bucks on a game, you are loaded, my friend. Uh, that, that, that is quite impressive. But, uh, Valdez, nobody's colder. Nobody's colder on planet Earth. Not even in, in Antarctica are they colder than Matt Valdez is. The guy misses his picks. He's picked another. This week he did the under of the Ravens game because he missed it last week. He's trying to catch up. He doesn't, he doesn't know up from down, left from right. Stay away from Valdez's picks. Rob will lead you to uh, Moneyland this weekend. I love that. Let's fade him once again. He wants the under on the Ravens. I want touchdowns. I'm going to bet the over. <laughs> yes. Yep, right. 100%. He's, he wants the under in the Browns-Ravens game. So we're going up. All right. Fade so let me, again. Let me ask you this, because we are doing our Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. And last week we had 22 uh, contestants. Now we're down to nine because a ton of people took the Jaguars. If you were still in the Circus Survivor Pool, who would you pick this Sunday? I think I'm taking the Chargers this Sunday. Five and a half point favorites over the Raiders. I just don't believe in in uh, Vegas at all. I think Vegas. I mean, the Chargers should be three and zero, but they're one and two. But they're still a very talented team. There's just no way that the Raiders have the firepower to keep up with the Chargers. I love Herbert. I know everyone's talking about Tua for MVP, but Herbert hasn't thrown. I don't believe he's thrown an interception all year. He's going to get them dialed back in uh, in the win column. I like the Chargers' easy dub at home over the Raiders on Sunday. That's a great call. I'm going to jump on that, too. because Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's Nobody's talking about it. 
Yeah, I'm a big believer. Now, look, I was in another survivor pool. I got knocked out week one. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. And, and, and you, if you just want to take the biggest favorite every single week, do that. But I like to save some of the big dogs for later, like the Chiefs and, and you know, people you know are absolutely going to win, the Eagles. But not, you got to find the sweet spot of a team that, that, that is, you're, you think is going to win. You're pretty sure it's going to win. But, you know, you don't want to blow them early. Well, I mean, Justin Herbert, six touchdowns, no interceptions, almost 1,000 yeah. yards passing already. The two losses by a combined five points uh, this season. So that you're right, they should be 3-0. and uh, I love that pick. Let's get to Drab T-shirt Sports Tilt of the Week. You know what my tilt is? It's Last time I was on the show, we talked about the end zone rule and how officials, they wanted to change the rules in the NFL, right? To, to yeah. not, if the ball goes out of bounds in the end zone, it's, a, it's not a turnover. I'm sticking to officiating, and I know nobody cares about baseball, but everybody wants robot umpires. <laughs> I despise that. I'm old school. I go. I like baseball. Nobody likes baseball anymore. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but I, I, I don't want so much technology where we're taking any human element out of the game. A big part of defense in, in baseball is how the catcher frames a pitch. It's a game within a game, and that's how you have great defensive catchers. Is that they know how to call not only know how to call a game, but they know how to frame balls and strikes with the automatic strike and ball system. It completely takes it out of play. I don't like that at all. I know Angel Hernandez is the worst umpire in the history of baseball. You got Bryce Harper screaming at him, throwing his helmet in the stands last night. The guy's an embarrassment to umpires and officiating. Just fire him. Get rid of Angel Hernandez, and then we, we won't have as much uproar about officiating or umpiring in baseball. I don't like the robot ump crap. Get it out of here. Give me give me the old blue behind the plate. I love it. <laughs> I love that sports tilt of the week. I'm with you, man. Give me the humans. I, I said yesterday I want to be the first human to kill AI. Call me a robot. I want to kill Let's all go. the AI out there. Uh, my sports tilt of the week, I'm calling out Eric Bickle, the host of the Sports Junkies. EB blaming Coach EB. I think he just wants him fired. I think he just wants to go down as the only EB in the DMV because of the name. It's all about the name. It's clouding his judgment. He's blaming the play calling when his quarterback threw four interceptions. It makes no sense. That's my sports tilt of the week. Hey, I, I'm right there with you. He definitely wants to be enemy gone because he wants to be the only EB in town. But where is the blame? I mean, every single one of those interceptions was on the quarterback. It was bad decision or late throws or just just uh, embarrassment. That wasn't on – those weren't on EB. Like, the enemy didn't call a great game. But at the end of the day, those, those were not system interceptions. That was just poor decision-making by Hal. Yeah, I mean, Biennemi can't control Howell rolling out to his left and throwing a pick six right into the hand of the defender. Uh, bad call there by host EB, blaming coach EB. Let's get to DT's DT, Drab T-shirts, dual threat. Drabs, what's your college football breakdown this weekend? Uh, there's two games that I got my eye on. One of them, it was my play of the weekend on the Junkies on our Friday parlay, so I'm going to stick with that. Georgia goes down to play Auburn at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Auburn played Texas A&M last week, who's not that good. They didn't even score a touchdown. Now, I know Georgia's been slow to start this year. They're still undefeated, but they're not impressing people like they have. Uh, you know, they haven't even lost a game, I don't think, in a couple of years. Georgia will smoke the Auburn Tigers this weekend. I think they're 14.5-point favorites. They're going to win by 20 at least. I predict a 34-13 score. 
Put your money on, on the Bulldogs. The Auburn is banged up in the secondary. This game is going to be over in the first half. You can, you can take your money at halftime. Hit that cash out button because they're going to be up big at halftime. All right, Drab, I'm not sure if we're going to be on the same page with this one here. This is Don't Sleep on These Picks presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Uh, a lot of people are now betting on the Milwaukee Bucks to win the NBA championship. Mm. I don't like it. After that trade yesterday, I, I look. I, all I did was rant about how Giannis is ruining the NBA because all he does is travel and carry, and he doesn't know how to actually dribble the ball. And all Damian Lillard does is shoot the ball from 45 feet. That doesn't seem like a winning organization to me. Well, look, I'm a diehard Blazers fan. Uh, my parents are from Portland. I've been to Blazers games a lot when I was younger. It, this hurts me. This trade hurts me. I, I feel like a piece of me, a little part of, uh, piece of my heart is dying. But, look, there's not two bigger stars on the same team, two better players on the same team right now than the Milwaukee Bucks. You can't tell me there are two better players on the same team anymore. So do they have a shot to win the title? Absolutely. And they won it two years ago. Here's the problem. I think Drew Holiday is a better fit for that team than Lillard is. There's only one basketball. You know Lillard wants to shoot a bunch, and Giannis was going to want the ball every time down the court as well. So you might be onto something. I don't think maybe they're not the favorites, but they're going to win the East. The Celtics are trash. They can't win in the playoffs. Get them out of here. Sixers, Josh Harris has all his attention on the commanders. They're going to fall apart. James Harden's throwing parties every single night. He, he's not even remotely focused on basketball. So who else you got up there in the East? The Miami Heat? No. They're, 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 they're wiping their tears away because they didn't get Lillard. They don't have the star power. It might be the Bucks in the in the finals, but I don't know. I mean, can they beat Denver? Denver's a really complete team. So um, I, I'm sticking with, with the Nuggets, a repeat champion this year. That was the quote of the year. Save that clip, Stub. We need that in the system. Unbelievable. Drab t-shirt, quote, there's only one basketball. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was Don't Sleep on These Picks, sponsored by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up and see your late-night picks go up in flames? Easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWOD Radio. that's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O, to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't Sleep makes you great. They support the junkies. They support Bit Season and AWOD Radio. Uh, thanks so much to Mike Drab. Appreciate you hopping on for this segment. Don't sleep on those picks. Love Don't Sleep Energy Drink, and let's win some money this weekend. Come on, All guys. Right. Yep, thanks so much. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. I'd like to make this as interactive a radio show as possible if you're driving around RVA, call AWOD, 833-804-0910. Stubb is my producer. He'll get you on the air. Stubb, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, since I've been sick, I have a newfound love affair with dipping bread into chicken noodle soup. It just it hits so hard, man. It's unbelievable. Well, you know I mean, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, I was sick last week. I'm more of like a saltine... Bit of, okay. a, bit of a cracker in the chicken noodle soup. That's that's where it's at. You know what? You are a big, tall cracker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the latest from food news here in Richmond with Dude Food. All right, so the first story, we actually might have to see if we can track down my mom because 
Growing up, I had one favorite meal that my mom would make. And I, I, I tell this story all the time. Look, look, my dad cooked the meals at our house, all right? Every household's different. For us, my dad would make steak or he'd make salmon or he'd make meatloaf. You know, he'd make something good, and that's what we would eat. My mom was a lawyer. She'd come home late, and she'd eat dinner uh, after we'd already have eaten. But on the weekends, if my mom was home, I would ask her to cook this one special thing. Stub, I want to know if you've ever heard of it. It's called... SpongeBob SquarePants Kraft Mac and Cheese. I, of Have you course ever heard, I've of, heard that? of it? Of course. <laughs> All right. I think it's the greatest mac and cheese in the history of mac and cheese. There's something about the SpongeBob Square Pant, all right, that is the texture of his square pants is so good. And I think I've been thinking about this long and hard because it's it was my favorite meal for all of my childhood. I think it's because his square pants, SpongeBob Square Pants, the cheese gets stuck in his squared pants, and it makes it extra cheesy. I do you agree? Is that not the best Kraft mac and cheese of all time? Dude, I'm out on Kraft. What? I'm out on <laughs> no! Kraft. No. What? I thought we were pro cheese. I, oh, I'm pro cheese, but that's like the worst cheese you can get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never said it was claimed to, to be good, but it is tasty. Uh, but look, so Kraft Mac and Cheese has featured different characters. They've done Paw Patrol. They've done Frozen. They've done Rugrats. They've done SpongeBob SquarePants in the past, all right? The SpongeBob shape was previously discontinued. A lot of fans like myself got pissed about that. I know. I was really pissed. But you know what? It's now returning, all right? Thousands of customers campaigned to the CEO to bring it back at change.org. They had a whole uh, petition. I wasn't aware of this. I would have been the leading man for this. Starting in October, SpongeBob SquarePants Mac and Cheese will return to store shelves and the iconic blue box Mac and Cheese along with a four-pack of Easy Mac. We got to see if we can get my mom on the phone here, see if she can... uh, See if she can make me these SpongeBob SquarePants because they, I'm telling you, I, they were so good that I was so embarrassed that when I went to sleepaway camp, my mom wrote me a, a, a note like, oh, I love you, son. We miss you. And she said in the note, as soon as you get home, I'm making SpongeBob's. And my friend read that and he's like, what the hell is she talking about? She's going to make you SpongeBob's? You're such a child. And I had to explain that the square of his pants is why the SpongeBob SquarePants mac and cheese is the best. It's the best, Chris. <laughs> uh, maybe I got to try it. I think that I've just had a couple of normal crafts and been yeah. like, this is garbage cheese. Yeah. You know, I'm- nobody <laughs> likes the regular elbows. Come on. But give me give me SpongeBob SquarePants with a little Patrick Star, and I'm all in. Give me an Annie's <laughs> mac and cheese, though. That's good. That is a good one. All right, what did you want to bring up today on Dude Food? Well, this is this is kind of related to a topic that we almost talked about, but Panera is launching a new Roman Empire menu to to get on with the trend. Okay. And and it's it's just it's more of like things that you think about a lot. They they didn't get that creative. It's just like broccoli cheddar soup mac and cheese. And a Caesar salad. What? Yeah, it's nothing. I mean, like no. Caesar salad is like a kind so of a joke. They're just but... trying to take advantage of the viral trend where wives and girlfriends around the country are asking their significant others how often you think of the Roman Empire, and they're shocked to hear people say three days, three, oh, three times a day. Oh, four days a week. Well, I'll be honest with you guys. I do think about the Roman Empire a ton because I love the movie Gladiator. I love the movie 300. I think it was a TV show, Spartacus, right? That was a great show for a long time. Uh, So I do think about it often, but no, I will not be ordering the Roman Empire meal. How about this, though? Coming to Scott's Edition. 
All right, here in Richmond, a local Richmond story here on Dude Food. Nate's Bagels. Have you been to Nate's Bagels? You're new to town, Stub. Have you been I, yet? I have not been, but uh, okay, we have it's... we have a caller here for you. Oh, okay. Hold on. We can get to the caller for a se- in a second here. But look, 21 South Allen Street is where Nate's Bagels is. It's right on VCU's campus. It's delicious. Well, they just announced on Instagram they're opening a second location in Scott's Edition off of High Point Avenue. He purchased the building in June, and we'd all been waiting to see what Nate from Nate's Bagels was planning to do. I'm happy to say he's going to open another OG bagel location. Nate's Bagels is delicious. Um, I don't know if it's as good as Chewy's Bagels in Carytown. That's delicious. I'm also, as an Epstein, I'm also a big fan of Einstein Bagel Bros. All right, anytime I go there, I feel like I'm at home. Uh, but I, I love Scott's Edition getting a bagel spot. We needed that. We were desperate for that. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. 833-804-0910 if you want to chime in. Who's on the phone line? Hello? Who's on the line? Who is this? It's your mama. Uh-oh, uh-oh. M- Mom, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, honey? So we've been talking about SpongeBob SquarePants mac and cheese, and I, I'm trying to explain to the Your audience. It, is it? How is many sponsors did I make when you were a kid? I know. Were you just that good at making mac and cheese, or was it something about the SpongeBob Square to pant? <laughs> I was. Ter- I mean, I never made it from scratch. I just used the boxes, <laughs> and you really like the SpongeBob's, and you know, it was easy. I mean, I don't know if you, you like changed the recipe. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a little credit. No, I'm gonna give you a little credit. All right, you say you say you just used the box. You say you just used the ingredients on the box. I think you were putting an extra little ingredient. I think you were using some love. I think you added some butter. I did add I did add I did add some love, but I just followed the ingredients on the box. It came with everything. It's just in the box. It's macaroni and cheese sauce. You're ruining you the segment. <laughs> I was giving, was I gave it. dad, mom, I gave dad a ton of credit for making hard meals five days a week. And now I'm trying to give you credit for SpongeBob and you're saying, no, it's just the box. <laughs> well, I had to make it. <laughs> any, any food news that you wanted to talk Herbal, about today? Macaroni. Yeah. No. No. So, yeah. All right, all right. I've had enough of her. Chris, Chris, can we can we hang up on my mother already? My goodness. Don't you have better things to do? Trying to call into a radio show. What? Oh, hey, newsflash, next time don't call in from your basement. You sound like you're doing it from hell. What is this? I can't even hear no, any I'm words that she says. I'm, I'm, I'm in the car. I'm driving. Ugh. No Bluetooth, no speakerphone. Chris, you got to do a better job producing. My mom is, she's single-handedly hijacking the show and ruining it. We can't even hear her. What, are you underwater right now? What is this? I'm in my car. I'm in my car. Have you crashed your car today? I'm in my car. <laughs> have I done what? Have you crashed your car? Have you crashed I... into any, any mailboxes? You did that a ton as a kid. No, I have not. Oh, my God. You ruined my dad's Sundays every week because he'd get up on Sunday to check the mail, and the mailbox would be broken, be on the ground. (laughs) Well, you also forgot I'm the same one who drove on a golf course, right? 
Oh, you, were, you heard about that story. I have. You? Well, now you just told 100,000 people in Richmond, so good job. Yeah. yeah, my mom, who drove on a golf course, knocked down, um, you know, mailboxes left and right, knocked down trash cans. Uh, but you know what? She can make some damn good SpongeBob spare, Square Pants Kraft Mac and Cheese. That's it. Yeah. All right. I, I don't I, I think you're pretty good at crossword puzzles as well. Not Sudoku. Definitely, definitely not Sudoku. No no chance at Sudoku. No. No, not numbers, just words. All right, mom, we have to do this thing called paying the bills where we air commercials. Can I do that? Is that okay with you? Yes, you must. Go ahead. All right, All right call me at 3 p.m. even though you won't answer. Goodbye. All right, I'll talk to you later. Later. Okay, bye, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hang up on her already. My goodness. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. <clears throat> so much going on in the sports world today. This just in from the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders! Say, quote, they are hopeful that Chandler Jones receives the care that he needs. He, his family, and all those involved are in our thoughts. As this is now a legal matter, we will not be providing further comment. If you've been following this story at all with Chandler Jones, it's it's a sad story. Uh, He came out with a few posts on social media that saying that he was taken to a, a mental hospital you know, without it being his decision and that he called the Raiders and he didn't get any help from them. It's been a weird saga. I didn't talk about it really because I didn't understand the facts, uh, but the Raiders just put out that men- that note there that they hope he receives the care that he needs. Uh, Stubb, did you see this story from ESPN about the Philadelphia Phillies and what a fan tried to bring into their ballpark yesterday? I did not see the story. All right. Consider yourself warned, all right? <laughs> we all know about emotional support dogs, right? Honestly, I kind of need one. I, 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 I really do. I love dogs so much. That's why we say if AWOD gets first place, he's going to get a puppy. I just need a first place bonus, a little extra money in my pocket. I'll be able to go get a dog. I love pets. I want a puppy so badly. There's so, I mean, it feels like every guy in Scott's Edition right now has a dog. I'm the only guy that's dogless. But I've never been interested in an emotional support alligator. Yeah, you heard that right. (laughs) An emotional support alligator. All right. Here's the story from ESPN. On Wednesday night, Joy Henny arrived for the game accompanied by Wally. Wally, a five-foot alligator on a leash. The animal. It was on a leash. The animal policy at home of the Philadelphia Phillies clearly states that service dogs or service dogs in training are welcomed at Citizen Bake Park, but all other animals are prohibited. I mean, could this have been a service alligator in training? I mean, what the hell is this, dude? Are you kidding me right now? What service is it providing? Like, I know. I know. Defense? Yeah. No, no, no. If you try to eat my fries, my alligator's <laughs> going to bite your fingers off, you know? <laughs> like, what else could you be thinking? That's, you know what? That's another reason 
for us to destroy the Philadelphia Eagles because Philadelphia people are stupid. How the hell do you think that you're going to walk into a public place like that with a five-foot alligator on a leash? You know, not like a, you know, not a little lizard, you know, not a little iguana, you know, not something that's like six to ten inches. A five-foot alligator on a leash. Are you freaking kidding me? Where do you even get this from? (laughs) He's getting any seat he wants if he gets in there. Yeah, honestly. My goodness. If I, honestly, if I went to a baseball game and I saw an alligator, I would run and scream. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't joke around. You know, I, you know, some people, you always see these stories of people, they try to put their hand between the alligator's mouth, and they try to you know, punch it on the top of their head. All those idiots. I would run for my life. You never know what that alligator's going to do. Five-foot alligator? That's no joke. We're hearing all these stories in Florida. You know, and now you're hearing in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park, you got Joe Joy Henny arriving with Wally. Are you kidding me? I would My have assumed goodness. it was a Dolphins game that this happened at, because <laughs> I think it's easier to get crocodiles there. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, where where did she, where did she even get this alligator in Florida? And and no, you know what? You're speaking of something, Christopher. Do you know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? I've never known, except for you know, see a while af- alligator and after a while crocodile. I mean, that's the only difference is I know. <laughs> I believe that <laughs> crocodiles have a more round head, and alligators are a bit more pointed. Okay. But it's definitely something that's hard to like identify if it's chasing you. Yeah. Not that it matters because they're both eat you, but What is the, what is the weirdest service pet you've ever seen? Cuz I I feel like I've I feel like I've seen like a like a naked mole rat, you know, or a gerbil or a service pet like that. But I I, I you, you see a lot of service dogs. Love service dogs. I think I've heard a, of a a service pig. Yeah, okay. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad one. Yeah, there's it, there's is it a hairy is it a hairy pig or is it a naked pig? I think hairy. Eh, I'm kind of out on hairy pigs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of feels disgusting. <laughs> Something about me, I want my pigs to be nothing but skin. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is about. That's a weird one. That's a weird one. All right, other story I wanted to get to is the guest list for USC against Colorado. All right, so obviously the biggest story in sports was Colorado, the Buffaloes. Deion Sanders, his son, Shador Sanders, a Heisman Trophy candidate, and they've been unbelievable this season. Well, Travis Hunter, uh, or Travis Henry, I believe it is, got hurt, and then they got blown out by the Oregon Ducks. Well, the next game on their schedule is USC, and we know USC has the star power with the Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams, with Lincoln Riley as the head coach, and a ton of great weapons on offense and defense. Well, think about this. This is the A-listers that are going to be at the game, all right? Give me a ding for this, or you can give me a dong if you don't believe in this as a, a true A-lister. But we'll start with Jay-Z will be at the game, USC against Colorado. wonder if he's going to bring Beyonce uh, with him there. Uh, Snoop Dogg will be at the game. Lil Wayne ran out the tunnel for the Green Bay Packers. They lost that game, but now he's traveling, uh, and he will be at the Colorado against USC game. I... No way, because I love Lil Wayne. Take that back, Stub. Take that back. I love Lil Weezy. I, I, I like him too. I don't think he's an A-lister. You know, you you know what? You might be right on that because it has been a while since I've seen a good Lil Wayne song. I will say though, he did just go viral for a verse he did on someone else's song. That's kind of what he's good for now. He's good for features. Pay him, you know, six figures. He'll give you a feature. So that's how about not DJ, A-list. How about DJ Khaled? Is he A-list? Everyone really? knows DJ Khaled. They know who he is, but. Do we care to meet him? You know, I'd love to wa- meet him. 
Really? If he walked by and there were a bunch of other celebrities, I'd say, uh, another one. Yeah, give me another celebrity. Not this one. Not this fat, overweight guy with a terrible beard that he shaves every day and his stupid videos. I don't like DJ Khaled. You know what? I don't even like songs that he produces. My goodness. There's right. no way you don't like any of them. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just hating. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Love Matthew McConaughey. You know, he actually did an interview with Kevin McCarthy. I'll see if I can pull this before the end of the show. McConaughey went into all these details about why he's a diehard Commanders fan, and he previewed the game against the Eagles. It's actually really entertaining stuff. Matthew McConaughey talking, uh, you know, like anything Commanders is must-listen to. It's awesome. Will Ferrell. Is Will Ferrell still A-list? Even though he hasn't yes. been in any good movies. He has really been lacking, but yeah. I, he's, he's, I think he's an A-lister for life. Stubb, were you on the show when I was talking about – I don't think this – I think this was before your time when I was talking about the, the feud between Will Ferrell and Adam McKay and how the two don't even speak with each other anymore, and that's why Will Ferrell's lost his fastball. Every movie he's ever done that's been good has been directed by Adam McKay. They got into a fight about who would be playing um, – Jerry Buss in the Lakers documentary show, uh, Winning Time. And he went with the other guy, his stepbro, right, uh, John C. Riley. And because of that, Will Ferrell is so upset, he's not even speaking with him. I so think, I'm going to say, Will Ferrell, B-list now. I think Adam McKay's lost his fastball too, though. Yeah, you know, you thing. might be right about that. So I think that they might be mutually. What, what has he done recently? I guess I didn't like Vice. He was in nope. Don't Look. He made Don't Look Up, which was horrible. I th- I thought it was entertaining. We uh, might be we might be disagreeing on that. Yeah. I I don't usually like Jennifer Lawrence, but I did like her and Timothy Chalamet in that in that movie. Uh, last but not least, LeBron and Bronny James will be in attendance. That's a pretty good crowd there. Pretty good crowd there to watch USC win by 40 points. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, live and local as we are here in Richmond, Virginia, from 12 to 3 p.m. Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every Commanders game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, with a full two-hour pregame show and a two-hour postgame show available around the area, also on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. Phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We've been talking all day about the Commanders matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. And we've got the professor from Mechanicsville on the line. I know the professor. I think he's an Eagles fan. What's going on? What's going on, Awad? Um, I was just wondering a matchup question since uh, the Hogs aren't watching, walking through that door. Um, how do you see the or excuse me the Commanders O line matching up against Jalen Carter who and uh, Jordan Davis who got that big safety they like knocked over the Bucks uh, lineman like bowling pins and got a safety Monday so I wonder your thoughts in that matchup. Yeah, here's what I'll say is those two guys are impressive, but Hassan Reddick is the guy that really scares me. It's his speed off the edge and speed has always destroyed 
Commanders tackles. That's an interesting matchup against Andrew Wiley. It's a rematch from last year's Super Bowl. If Reddick is able to use his speed and get around the edge, that's where I could see Sam Howell, you know, coughing it up with a sack fumble. So I am worried about the the defensive line for the Eagles. But as an Eagles fan, you should be worried about your defensive line handling the screen game. The commanders are number one in the NFL in running screens correctly this year. Wow. And, uh, yeah, Reddick had, like, a thumb injury, and he just got some, like, cast off. So watch oh. out, it's, uh, But <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I'm scared of the matchup. Commanders won last year, so it should be a good game. But Well, let me ask you this, Chris. Uh, let me ask you this, Professor. Do you believe – that the Eagles are the best 3-0 and team in football? I can't say that. I'd say um, it's Dolphins and Niners. Um, yeah. I'd say they're the third best 3-0 and team because Jalen looks a little off passing this year. He just hasn't really gotten a full sink. But he, he was better last week. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't say he just doesn't look the 2022. The first two games he looks like he's 2021 where he only scrambles to the right and chucks it out of bounds. So, um, I would say, yeah, they're third best 3-0 team, but there's still time. They're still gelling. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thanks for chiming in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We go out to the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline for a special guest, a segment we're doing every single week here on AWOD Radio. It is behind the enemy lines, or as I've been calling it, behind B enemy lines. How can the Eagles stop? Offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy, and from the Eagles right now, senior manager and digital media with the Eagles, it's Chris McPherson. What's going on, Chris? Hey, Wad, it's been a while, man. It got me chuckling over the play on words for uh, the name of the segment there. It's very well done. Very well done, to say the least. Well, let's, let's start right there. How do you think the Eagles plan to stop Eric Bieniemy's high-powered offense? I mean, the defensive line and uh, the professor from Mechanicsburg, I think, hit the nail on the head with the way the defensive line has opened up the season. And I, and to your point, to follow up on what you said, Hassan Reddick hasn't even gotten going yet this season. He has no sacks in the first three games. And if you go back to last year, he didn't have any sacks in the first two games. There might have been some concern over, is he off to a slow start, the big ticket freeze in addition. And all of a sudden, he broke out for one and a half against the Washington Commanders in week three when the Eagles won uh, the first of the two matchups last season there. So this defensive line has just been outstanding. And actually, don't forget about, the you call him the old man, but Fletcher Cox has been re-energized by the youth that Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and Milton Williams, a third-year player, that what they've brought to the table. He, he feels juiced uh, being in that defensive line room, and the Eagles' philosophy has been to build through the trenches to be able to come at you in waves and, you know, knock on whatever from a health standpoint, they've been able to do that and keep all these players fresh. So all these players have been able to be on the field for maybe 30, 40 snaps in the game. Certainly when you have an offense that runs out the final nine minutes and 22 seconds of the clock, you know, AWOD, that's going to help you there. But, um, you know, I, I think you really brought up a good point there that the edge rushers haven't really taken off. And don't forget about Josh Sweat, a pro bowler on the other side. Of Reddick, those guys haven't really taken off yet. This could be the week for that, but the defensive line has just been simply outstanding. Um, and we pair it with the veterans in the, on the back back end of the defense with Slay and James Bradbury, who has moved inside to nickel now in in those uh, sub packages into the slot there. Um, it's it's a lot for an offensive handle. But look, this Eagles defense they respect the heck out of what Sam Howell has done in those first two games, okay, and uh, they, they feel like last week was just a blemish for them. They know that it's going to be a 
a feisty, hungry team looking to avenge that loss uh, this Sunday at the link. Yeah, it's truly been a roller coaster with Sam Howell. So many highs, and they're super high, and then the lows, they were really low last week. But I don't think it's going to be Sam Howell as much as it's going to be the running game. As if you look back at last season, when the Commanders were successful against the Eagles, it was 156 rushing yards. How have the Eagles fared defensively stopping the run in the first few weeks of this season? Number one, number one in the league so far from every statistical measure. And, you know, again, it goes back to the guys up front. Um, and I'll add in Zach Cunningham, who was on the street at the start of training camp. The Eagles had some injuries at the linebacker position, and they plucked the veteran off, and uh, he's fit in well and has been a thumper there in the middle of the defense there. So, um, again, it's the defensive line. You know, you talk about Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, the growth that he's had from year one to year two. I think when the Eagles selected him 13th overall coming out of Georgia last year, they figured at the very least his floor was going to be he'd be an outstanding run defender. And he has been that, and he's been able to bring some of the pass rush element to the table as well. And the professor mentioned the play that led to the safety uh, on Monday night against the the Buccaneers. But, again, it starts with, with up front. But it also goes to, you know, Sean Desai, new defensive coordinator, the philosophy of just swarming to the football. Whenever, you know, someone gets past the first level of defense, you're seeing on the screen four, five, six Eagles jerseys swarming to the football. Um, you know, we talked about Jalen Carter, and I'll bring up the hustle play that he had to force a fumble where, uh, you know, he actually came off the rush you know, was running to chase down a play and was able to punch the ball out of Bucks running back Rashad White's arm. Uh, it was recovered by Brad Berry and, you know, got the Eagles offense the ball back. It's, it's just been a hustle mentality that's been contagious throughout the course of the defense. And, again, it goes back to being able to keep the guys fresh. But, you know, it's seeing those early results come to fruition on the field that you realize, okay, this stuff is working. You know, what coach has been – preaching has been able to you know show itself on the field let's keep this thing rolling so this has just been a very attack oriented swarming uh defensive line early on in the season and you know when you have a team like the bucks who struggled to get the pass game going on monday night you know you're able just to lock in and just eliminate that facet of the offensive game plan Chris McPherson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Follow him on social media, CMAC Eagles, Senior Manager Digital Media for the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you think about the Commander's roster? Worries Eagles fans and the Eagles coaching staff. What do you think has been keeping them up at night, if anything, this week about the Commander's roster? I mean, you can go on both sides of the ball. Again, I think there are, you know, we keep talking about the Eagles defense, but there are tremendous playmakers on the perimeter uh, Terry McLaurin is one of the league's best and probably underrated wide receivers, and he's had some great games against the Eagles in his time here. And it's going to be a fascinating matchup to see how do the Eagles play with Darius Slay. You know, do they follow him? Um, sort of like how Slay shadowed uh, Justin Jefferson two weeks ago against the Minnesota Vikings, or are you going to allow McLaurin to take a side and possibly go against a second-year player in Josh Job, who's been thrust into the starting role on the outside with the injury to Avante Max, forcing James Bradbury to a nickel. So don't underestimate the big playability because of the fact that Washington is not shy about taking its shots down the field. And then, obviously, we talk about the Eagles defensive line. Everybody knows how good this Washington defensive line is with four first-round draft picks left to right there. Um, 
Dak able to come at you with Chase Young, you know, back healthy and showing why he was the number two overall pick just a few years ago. So, and that's the, you know, the unit that gave the Eagles so many problems in the matchup last year. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has won 20 of his last 21 regular season starts. Okay. The loss is to the Washington Commanders at Lincoln Financial Field. It wasn't even in Washington. It was at the link. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a sloppy performance on offense, four turnovers. You know, it, it's something that was just unbecoming of what we've seen Jalen Hurts and his Eagles offense do so well the last year plus. So, um, certainly, again, the big play explosiveness on the offensive side, and then we look at the uh, commander's defense, that defensive line. And, again, they're – you know, they're fast and feisty on the, on the back end. You know, Manuel Forbes, love how they're just getting him involved uh, right off the bat there. So, you know, it's going to be a true test. You, again, you got like two heavyweight showdowns, you know, between the Eagles defensive line and the commander's offensive line, but then flip it around to when yeah. the Eagles offensive line, which has been downright dominant in its own right, number two in the league in, in rushing yards, um, doing a great job of protecting Jalen, and then the commanders and what they boast up front. Yeah, great stuff, man. Really good insight. I, I like how you brought up Josh Job. I do think the commanders will go after him. Maybe not as much with McLaurin, but we haven't seen Josh uh, Jahan Dotson get open as much this season as we expected, so maybe that's the matchup that they'll look after here. Well, let me ask you this last question here. Jalen Hurts is blank percentage healthy right now. Is it 100%? Is it 90 Is it 70 What would you say? I don't, I don't – you know, he had the flu-like symptoms during the game the other night. Um, outside of that, I don't. I have no reason to believe that there's any health or injury-related issues going on. I think it's a combination of, you know, you're working and getting in sync with the new offense coordinator and Brian Johnson, who was his quarterback's coach the last couple of years. So obviously he's seen the offense and, you know, was very involved in the game-playing aspect. But there's a difference to being the guy who is – relaying the play calls in on game day. And I think Brian Johnson, to his credit, has evolved since the first game. And I think it's just a matter of this run game has been so, so good early on that it's like, look, if teams aren't going to take it away, if teams aren't going to stop it, why, why, why should we? If something's working, yeah. if, it's, if it ain't broke, why, why fix it? And, you know, the other thing is the Eagles have faced some really good defenses to, to start the season. And I, from – I should also say from a well-coached and in terms of the pressures, the exotic pressures that they'll bring, where you have a Bill Belichick Patriots defense, which is so fundamentally sound across the board and plays so well together. You go to the Brian Flores, you know, blitz-happy defense in Minnesota where, you know, they're they're stacking guys in the A-gaps and they're bluffing who's going to come at you on every single snap. And then you go to Todd Bowles, who, who loves to bring pressure and is not shy about it on – in uh, Tampa Bay. So, you know, they, they faced some interesting defenses the first couple weeks of the season. And I, I think it's also, this is something that, that I thought about. Uh, I don't know if you watched the quarterback series with, with yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, like, and I, I bring it up because, you know, it was painful to watch, obviously, at the end of the season there with the Super Bowl and all. But the Chiefs overcame a lot of adversity throughout the course of the season. And it showed in the biggest moments there when they were down in the second half against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And when you look at what the Eagles had to go through, the Eagles were just breezing by teams, you know, outside of the blemish against the commanders. And then the couple of games that Jalen missed, I mean, this team was on cruise control, dominating the opposition. And you get to the playoffs, you have a bye, and then you smoke the giants and you have a a 49ers team that didn't have a quarterback. 
yeah. you know, in the fir- after the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, you got to face adversity, and it's not something that they, they're accustomed to. So I, I think something that's benefiting this team early on is they're dealing with a little bit of injury adversity, but I think also the games are just going to be a tougher slog for them this season with the schedule, the way it's played out. And I think it was imperative for them to get off to a good start when you look at the teams they're facing later in the season and to be 3-0 and at this point and with a chance to go 4-0 and against a commander's team that, you know, I was asked in the preseason on a, on a radio hit about, you know, the NFC East and it was almost like the commanders were an afterthought. And I'm, I tell you, I'm like, don't, you know, A, the commanders were the team that beat the Eagles last season with Jalen Hurts at quarterback during the regular season. But B, you cannot dismiss the division rivalry and the fact that the way these teams match up is always, always, always uh, a very difficult matchup. This NFC East from top to bottom is so darn good, even though the Giants have not been as good as they were last season. But I, I think that's really going to benefit the Eagles in the long run, even though you know they're not looking like, I'll, I'll say, the Georgia Bulldogs uh, sure. like they were last season. Again, fans obviously know the Eagles have drafted all these Georgia Bulldogs the last couple of seasons. You know, they blew through the opposition last year. That hasn't been the case, but that doesn't mean in the long run that they're not going to be a better team for it. Chris, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. That's Chris McPherson. Follow him on social media, CMAC Eagles. Thanks, dude. Hey, Watts, always great to catch up with you, man. Talk to you soon. Yep, that was fun. Going to be a good one on Sunday. Commanders at Eagles. Right here, you can hear it on 910 The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Final segment of the week coming up next.